How Long Gone is here Sunday morning. You're listening to Monday morning. If you're listening to it right after we uploaded it, you just finished the White Lotus finale. Chris is dying to know what happened. I'm also dying to know what happened. How are you feeling, bro? I'm feeling pretty. I mean, it's raining in LA, which is obviously a fucking nightmare, but otherwise I'm feeling good. But I wanted to quickly, because I obviously don't white, white, watch White Lotus because I'm not a Brooklyn loser, but um, I had something happen to me at the airport that uh kind of upset me <clears throat> okay um i was behind love to see how this is related to hbo's white lotus it's related to streaming television i was i was and finales i was i was behind two uh women that were both uh adorned in netflix merchandise okay and they were talking loudly about emily in paris okay they clearly work for the cursed netflix corporation revealed the ending of season three loud enough for me to hear it <laughs> oh shit really yes it's at, at like 5 30 a.m i'm like trying not to really pay attention i'm like out so of it these little- two stinky streaming of course bitches. of course they're wearing fucking masks doesn't muffle <laughs> the reveal you know what i mean so now i know what happens at the end of season three obviously i'm still gonna watch it because it's the best show on television but i'm i'm not not kind of looking forward to it okay in the same so way. if if Brooklyn hipsters are the only people that watch White Lotus. Who are the people that watch Emily in Paris? Basic losers. Okay. <laughs> That's me. I, I'm fine, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm fine okay. with it. I, I don't care. Emily in Paris is, is... You'd rather be a basic than a Brooklynite. Exactly. Actually, I think that White Lotus is a little more like um, gay nerd also. Mm, which is a very up and coming demographic. It's one of the, the worst world. demographics that I can think of because chic gay is like number one demographic. Mm-hmm. So being anything outside of that. And it's only because you hate nerds so much, not because you hate gay people. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying. Even though that. I said that on the last episode with King Princess because I was forced <laughs> to say it. Um, at there, was a, there was a proverbial gun to your head. That's right. No, I just, I think that the, the white Lotus debate, I, there's you, no debate. What's the debate? No, not debate. I mean, I think it's like the, the... The fanfare? Well, it's also like, what is the symbolism? And I'm like, guys, this is not that kind of show. This isn't fucking lost. You've never seen it, though. How do you I've know? seen the first season. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll see anything with what's-her-name in it. I was, I was thinking... Uh, I was trying to think what... Because like whenever I, I like notice myself hating someone or something, mm-hmm. it's because there's like a weird subconscious part of me that I see in that thing. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm too close to it, so I'm hyper judgmental about things, mm. you know. I do see a lot of Jennifer Coolidge in myself, <laughs> so maybe that is. But a, a I, play. I think I think it's more so because I'm trying to figure out why you like these the worst shows ever. Like every show that's unwatchable, you you stream well, the whole season. Unwatchable for you. That's subjective, of but course. Of course, wildly popular, probably as popular as White Lotus, like on an actual rating. Oh, way, scale. way more popular. The I same way that Walmart's more popular than Barney's. Um, well, Barney's is no longer with us, and Walmart Their skincare line is flourishing. <laughs> Walmart does offer everything you could need. I don't like to go in there because it makes me feel like I need to take a shower. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, that's my that's my point. Walmart is a terrible place that sure. people must go to, but it's also the most popular store in the world or whatever. But I don't think White Lotus is niche by any means. I think it's a very popular program. I, I think it's I think it's like I think the subject matter could be considered niche ish. I guess I mean the same way that The Sopranos is niche because nobody you know not everyone in the world is a member of the family. Sure, sure. 
Uh, it's a very small percentage. Are you of talking people. about OVO again? Or are you talking about? Oh, you're okay. The, the Italians. The Italians. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, the mob. The, the, the mafia. The, the mafia. The Italian mafia. Okay. But I think I, I think that the subject matter of the of the White Lotus, even though every season it changes and it's about a different cast and a different yeah. place, it's still about ultra wealthy people, all mm-hmm. uh, in 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 resorts that are meant for elite people only. Mm-hmm. People are sort of liberal, well-read, intelligent, mm-hmm. you know, top of the food chain percentage, all this stuff. I think that you're too close to all of this. You're too judgmental. I get that you're in, in my the real, eye of the storm. I get that in my real life. Why do I need it on TV? Okay. Emily in Paris, I don't know any basic chicks from Chicago that move to Paris and <laughs> fuck a bunch of dudes and work in an advertising agency. Okay. I'm not as close to that. Okay, so I guess... It's, it boils down to the difference between I want to watch something because I relate to it versus I want escapism. So yeah, you are es- already living white lotus every day. You want to escape that. I want to escape to Paris where a white chick wears hood by air and can't decide between the hot chef and the like mixed guy from London finance guy who wears <laughs> suit supply. Like okay. it's, it's that's more fun to watch. Okay. But what about a show, maybe like a Southern charm or like a Bravo show about mm. white people well, in Southern, the South Southern charm, because or, that is also very, you quite literally, but that's something that you do gravitate towards. Southern charm is a great example or the, or mm, Margo's barking or the new offshoot. Uh, Southern hospitality. It's about the nightclub business, the thriving nightclub business on King Street in beautiful Charleston. It's, okay, I think with those shows, it's a little bit like I see what my life could have been. Oh, if I okay. make a if I make a few wrong decisions, but eat a little less, I'm Shep. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm Shep. Okay. I'm I'm running through I'm running through these fucking hairdressers in Charleston. I'm fucking drunk every night. You know, I, that could have been me <laughs> if I if I didn't if I didn't make some could good Could you choices. explain who Shep is for people who don't know? Well, Shep is like the hot star of of Southern Charm. And he's a bartender? No, no, no. He's like a rich kid, you know, he's relatively like a socialite. relatively rich who like gets drunk and has is very popular with women. Okay. And he also wrote a book, of course. What's his book about? Um probably about his struggle, like most memoirs. Russian poetry. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Actually, you're right. It's probably poetry. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, I'm sorry. I assumed that Shep would write kind of a mindless. It's his memoir. interpretations of prose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the. But yeah, he I, learned I, Latin. For I think it. you're. I think you're right about that to an extent. But I think I. Yeah. I think that's why I like those bad shows is because they have a southern bend that I recognize, but I also see myself in those positions. If I had not made good choices, mm-hmm. okay, know? okay. But no, I mean, exci- it's, some, it's it's just something that's always interesting to me. Why people like things, and you know, why you know, because I I can't watch reality television, mm-hmm. even though I'm not that smart. It's mm-hmm. I just it makes thank me, you for saying that. It makes me feel so stupid. It makes me feel like the brain cells are being drained from my body whenever I watch anything like that. That's funny because TV to me, that's the point. I don't want television to challenge me. Mm-hmm. Like I can read books. Okay. I don't need to be challenged okay. by art, quote unquote. Even okay. though I think TV is an important medium that touches millions of lives. What about cinema? Well, you know how I feel about okay. that. Although, you know what? I'm I am going to see the Nan Golden documentary because that touches on subjects I love, Nan Golden and Oxycontin. Okay. So I've and and it's come recommended to me so highly. Ryan O'Connell wants to see it with me which I feel like is something that we should do together. 
Okay, you you and your man. Me and my man are going to see a documentary about a, a uh, beloved photographer taking down the Sackler family. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what it's about. And it's apparently amazing. I mean, it's getting all these amazing reviews. And, Good you know, for the they, them. So I will. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go check that out. Okay. Uh, do keep us posted. I'll keep. Don't worry. I'll the keep only up. thing that'll get your ass into a movie theater is a gay person. Apparently. Well, I can't do oxycontin in the movie theater anymore, which was my was my my favorite. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. You want to talk about set and setting. So if I can watch uh, w- one of my favorite photographers take down the family uh, and get those names removed from all the museums. Uh-huh. Second best thing. So much like uh, the Emily in Paris season three, spoiler alert, you know what that is. Well, it's a known. I mean, yeah, it happened. It's a document. Yeah, it's a known story. It's a known but story. I, I okay. think this is the best way. So he eventually Nan wins. Uh, yeah. He, Nan, Nan so wins. the Sackler family and that they're all out of business, right? They don't make. <laughs> I don't think anymore. so, but I think that they did at least. Get, I think that though they took a couple names off of a wall. I think like a lot. Which is kind of crazy because they pay, you know, it's like a hundred million dollar donation to get your name removed is like getting your name on it and getting then getting it mm-hmm. removed is kind of unprecedented yeah. in that in that world. You'd and, have to do something really bad to get the name yeah. taken off to you, get the exacto knife out and bro, scratch exacto it. Exacto knife. They probably had to power wash the fucking building. <laughs> That's not cheap. You probably like the company that you own has to kill, I don't know. I don't know. Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Millions. But it is it is a funny thing because it does seem I understand why you're mocking it and you're right on some level, but when you're <laughs> that kind of person, that's one of the the worst blows you can get to your ego. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you donate that much money, the only reason you're doing that is so your name is on the fucking MoMA. That's the only reason you're doing it. It's for ego. There's no right. other like I'm sure you love the arts as much as the next guy, but like mm-hmm. you want your fucking name on the building. So yeah, okay. That that all makes sense, I suppose. I mean, look, this is what people do when they're rich. Wait I would I get, never do that. Uh, why? We know because you think poor. That's the problem. If I, if I had billions of dollars, I'm, I'm going to give a museum $100 million just so what? They can just keep making more money? Fuck that. Museums don't make money. That's the thing. Oh, really? I mean, they stay in business. Is that right? I don't think they don't make any money? I don't think they're throwing off profits. Like you're, I mean, I would rather do that than give my money to environmental causes or like give it all away when I die and not give any to my children. I would. Uh, there's a lot of better ways. I would say. I mean, it's important to go to an art museum and see a curation. Well, I think people are just going to give shit. money to whatever they. Th- you know, it's like if your sister died of cancer, you're going to get a hospital wing named after you because mm-hmm. you care about cancer. If you love the, I'm going to think about what I'm going to do when I when okay. I finally. Croak I can't and- wait till the dog graveyard is named the Them Jeans <laughs> Doggy Resting Place. Dog graveyard. <laughs> I don't care about no dogs. Um, I did. Before I forget, <laughs> I wanted to give a quick shout out to um, a cigarette company that sent me cigarettes. They're called Hestia. H-E-S-T-I-A. A lot of people have been hitting me up when when I ha- whenever I go out. I was at the Celine show and all these parties this week, and I pull them out, and everyone has a question about them. They're they're a cigarette company, and they're they're not support, available. Support small tobacco. You support, know, that's what we need yeah, to do. Support small tobacco. <clears throat> you guys are putting money in the pockets of Philip Morris and these other murderers. Give it to a nice guy who did a better job with good packaging. Yeah. When it's uh, no additives, all that shit. Maybe the way that uh, American spirits were. It's really know, cool. It's 30, a very 40 years ago business. When they first invented. We've talked about it a lot. The challenges to get that product to market are, I would some would say insurmountable. Yeah. So to be able to do a that. A Herculean is, task. Yeah, a Herculean task. It's very impressive. To start it really in, in the year 2022... To start a tobacco company and actually have it 
happen yeah and have it be approved and fully realize sell it in stores that's that's a crazy crazy task and shout out to our friends at the fda we know you're listening i'm sure it's only seconds away from philip morris either destroying acquiring. them or acquiring them there's only two ways it's we hope go. that doesn't happen. do you want yeah. the silver or do you want the lead as they said that's the that's the gia model um so yeah go give that a google uh if you like smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. i just want to i'm you know i can't buy the cigarettes because it's illegal in in california because they're not here yet oh i see but i can talk about so it all we can podcast. do is support verbally yeah that's right okay um, we do what we can you know nissan we love those guys too <laughs> yeah um so yeah let's um what do we need to get into i guess the celine fashion show i mean a lot of people mu- were talking much, about much it. much like white lotus i've heard everything i need to know but please i would love to hear a first-hand account well I, you know since i don't actually I, I already heard your account i already saw it somewhere else i was misquoted in so, the wall street journal <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you were misquoted i think you didn't like how you came off and you're having some regrets on your little loud mouth there which is, is something that i can relate to there is a there was a distillation of my <laughs> prose that i found unsettling <laughs> okay i think though that your sentiment of this is fine but also like can't you do something new is reasonable i guess that i mean that's not i don't know i I guess i don't even know what my sentiment was i felt like what i took away from our discussions Mm -hmm. for for those who who are uninitiated and don't have instagram and don't look at pictures of 80 year old men with their shirts off (laughs) the celine show at the wiltern featured 150 year old iguana iggy pop (laughs) Followed by the strokes, followed, followed by Interpol. Yeah. So this is a indie sleaze style. The kills DJ set in the lobby the, in between acts. The kills DJ set is honestly the most washed part of the whole thing. That's crazy. The kill the kills were only relevant to fashion brands and like Nylon Magazine. That's right. Yeah, uh, like I remember, like when I was doing parties back in the day, the Kills DJ said, "I'd be like, mm, but never okay. forget that Allison from the Kills is in an amazing, amazing episode of No No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain." No, they definitely fucked, but of course, uh, of course. I mean, no, she was she was in a band from Gainesville, Florida called Discount. Oh, that yeah, is amazing. amazing! And there, you can find it probably on YouTube. It's Discount. giving crusty pop punk vibes. It's so catchy, so good. I would highly recommend mm-hmm. checking that out on the World Wide Web. But Jason, I'm sorry. So you go to the Celine party. You do Molly. I will go to the Celine party. <laughs> there, first of all, Peta was protesting out front, like tons of people, megaphones, giant banners, and shit. Do they did they throw any uh, red paint on your floor link mink or did I was you... I was trying to get, I was trying to instigate it I wanted to be the one that got doused <laughs> but uh, nobody how the it's crazy to see the douser go to the doused you know isn't that funny how life comes at you I was like, like that? will somebody super glue their hand to me anybody for Christ's these sake? Uggs are swayed please put your hand on them but it was crazy. Like you could hear them from blocks away. Like there was like police. There's like fifty police officers. Like it was. I mean, it was like it was almost a as, situation. As far as big events, I mean, it feels like every person I ever know that has been to Prado or Erwan was at that show. So if Pete is trying, <laughs> if Pete is trying to make a statement, and also Celine doesn't use fur, they must. Or leather. I mean, obviously, yeah, leather, they use I, leather. They, I, it said they only use like reclaimed shearling or whatever for their like it said it on the program. Like yeah. we don't use, you know, fur. The fact been, that PETA thinks that anybody that's going to a Celine concert at the Wiltern gives a shit about what they're saying. Is, it was it was weird to be on both sides of that coin because I have literally been a teenager. Yes. At, 
PETA protests, like my friends have, you know, handcuffed themselves yeah. to buildings. If you've and never all blown up a factory farm, yeah, have you lived? So to go from that side of the coin to being a, a 40, per, 40 year old person filing into a, a fashion show and I'm and everyone is every single person is just laughing at them. Yeah. Not 100%. a single person cares or knows. They're just like, you guys are annoying. So I'm once gonna again, go inside this, this cool party. This is nice because usually I'm the one crossing the picket line. Mm -hmm. So to hear you, because I I actually I wanted to let you know and the listeners know I did not touch my wordle this week one time in, <laughs> in solidarity with our friends at the New York Times. What's is that, is that still happening? I, I think they. I, I didn't hear anything else about it, so I assume they figured it out. <laughs> like I, I don't know because I truly could care less, and I think that the the thought of of. Of, I've like, been boycotting the New York Times, especially the Daily, ever since this you know, episode. Yeah, I actually I took a week off of the Daily too, which made me <laughs> feel both dumb and good. You know, which is kind of the range I like to stay in. But yeah, don't yeah. don't play Wordle until we know that our reporters are getting paid fairly. Yeah, don't cancel your subscription, but just you know, <laughs> let's not give them the clicks for a little while. You know, but I, mean? I also like that they said don't play Wordle, but the crossword puzzle's fine. Well. It's tough. Where do we draw the line? You know, where do, it, this is the thing. Oh, I like that crossword puzzles. Where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? But I think the thing is, Jason, when you're crossing the picket line, when you're going, when you're checking into the chateau and you have to kind of weave through the guys banging on the pots and pans, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to make you think about your life, you know, yeah. think about the decisions you make. And unfortunately, uh, it does nothing like that for me. And clearly, it doesn't do anything like that for you. You walked right into the show, did a number of Molly, yeah. got your sling guitar pick, put it on a necklace, and <laughs> yeah. rocked out. Yeah, then I immediately started rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there was like when you walked in, they had like little tray pass bottles of of champagne that ran out in like forty seven seconds. Sure, and they closed the bar until after the show so there was like an hour and a half time where you couldn't get a water a, a glass of champagne anything so i was you know the molly's kicking in you're geeked out i'm a, I, it was only a little bit though it was just enough to stay awake so my uh, the the biggest thing but I, you know i had cotton mouth like a motherfucker oh. i'm like can i just have a, a glass of water and they're like the bar is closed. So you didn't bring your hydro flask? What they kind of let fucking you, party is that? They wouldn't let you bring your 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 hydro flask <laughs> in with some nice reishi tea? I didn't think I would have to. Understood. Well, I what I've heard about the... the Obviously, besides Iggy Pop, the up-close photos of Iggy Pop looking absolutely insane with his shirt off, mm -hmm. and um, losers rushing the stage for the strokes like it's Morrissey. Uh, My fiance also. I've heard that... The show, the the fashion show, the program, yeah, consisted of one white stripe <laughs> song for twenty five minutes. Yeah, that or one, whatever they played at twenty five, whatever the, whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, f let's be very clear: how long gone stands against the white stripes. Of they course, suck, of course. Uh, Jack White, except for one song called Hotel Yorba, great song. Jack White, That's debatable, sucks even worse. And his attacks on Elon Musk are not going to be tolerated um, <laughs> because he he's like he was ganged out with Musk. Like they were boys. I didn't know that. And now he's like he's like burning him online. He's switching switching I'm teams, like, bro. You're such a fucking dork. Like you have mm -hmm. blue hair. You're 50 years old. Like mm -hmm. I don't care how good you are, at guitar. Anyway, <laughs> how did that make you feel? Because if you're on drugs, I feel like that could make you feel like you're in prison. So that was sort of the talk of the town at the show after it finished. Was 
everyone was saying like i felt like i felt nauseous i i I said it felt like i was in a fever dream Mm -hmm. and i don't know you know i i talked to julia cummings Mm -hmm. and and she's a close personal friend yeah she's been she's been in some campaigns and i made the mistake of maybe talking a little too zesty about it in her presence forgetting that they were close and she's in her point was you know she was very nice about it yeah obviously a very uh a uh, diplomatic person, Julia, sure. great person, but she was like, "Oh, Hetty likes to do that. Like, it's sort of a signature thing of his to take like one song and then kind of loop it, well, so you get like this maybe it's hypnotic. Like hypnot- I think it's in theory a cool idea because that's how I actually listen to music. Like, you know, I love to loop. Like when I, we know you love to loop. I've seen you hit that button a million times. <laughs> but I think that the the like when I like a song. Um, mm-hmm. I will listen to it 20 times in one. I'll listen to it over and over. That's and over. toxic and that's nope. problematic. That's fine, but that's what I do because nowadays no one puts out an album that has good songs. They put out one song that's good in 23 fillers. Shout out to SZA. <laughs> um, but the... the um, So I think that the... I understand the methodology. I just think he chose maybe the wrong yeah. song. Or, but who am I to judge? He's a genius. I, yeah, I don't, you know. it was... I mean, I, I I like the fact that you're at a fashion show and it's it's a it's a multimedia thing. There's lights and there's sound and it's all this stuff happening and it makes you feel this emotion mm. and you're supposed to feel this amazing feeling when you see you know you were looking at Tom Ford for Gucci archival runway footage I, I, and then look. that one look comes down the runway oh. and just like I can't hold back my tears. I'm just so over. And then the perfect song is playing with the perfect outfit, with the perfect model, and you're just like, yes, this is so it. So you didn't, you're telling me that when Kaya Gerber came out and the mm-hmm. White Stripes was on the 24th go, round, <laughs> go around the sun, Kaya was looking good. I saw, I've seen what Kirsty Godsell has done for Kaya. I had a, yeah, there was a few moments and where I, it felt amazing, but they only happened at the beginning. I and see. then as, so like, the lights come on mm. or the lights all the lights go down and mm. everyone's like yeah we're gonna get ready to see the show you know and then you know there's a couple minutes and then there's like a sound of somebody like calling an operator like hello this is the operator yeah okay Celine clothing uh atelier Boop, leave you know leave them and then everyone's like and then like the jay-z reluctantly rocking with it yeah. gif is happening like Okay, minute three of this. Okay. So there's a lot of buildup is what you're saying. There's a lot of buildup, which is fine. I was only a little bit of a crab apple because I just wanted a glass of water or mm-hmm. something. A Perrier Jouet mm-hmm. with a straw in it, for Christ's sakes. And then the, the curtains come up, and then there's this big logo, like a light-up yeah. animatronic. The beautiful you know? Celine Triumph. Yeah, it was like you know the weekend visuals, mm-hmm. like crazy stage production. And then the uh, there's a conveyor belt. And then one single model is just standing there, and then she's she's in like a very fierce pose, of course, giving cunt. <laughs> okay. And then, and, but she's she's frozen, but she's moving across. Okay, like like the, a one of Japan's famous sushi conveyor belts. Exactly. Like they've put they've put these beautiful models and their collarbones on a conveyor belt. Yes, or like our brave frontline workers at Amazon warehouse shipping facilities, where they're. <laughs> 
they're forced to wallow in their own piss and vomit. That's just yeah, that's just so they can't take a bathroom break because if they get yeah. off, they die. And I just think it's funny that you said it was going to be a two day delivery, but it actually came <laughs> on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I don't, I don't care how long you had to hold it. Like I need Christmas lights for my. My tree. girlfriend said she needed those yoga toes, <laughs> and I, I don't. What am I supposed to do? Like you're making it my problem now. Look, it's cool that you gave me a refund, but like that doesn't help me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. So that happens in this, you know, a cool model wearing cool Celine clothes is going and then stops right in the middle. And then when that White Stripe song kicks in in the beautiful Wiltern Theater, Mm -hmm. great sound, great acoustics. And it's like, and she starts walking to the beat and those ugly ass floppy boots are going. Everyone's like, oh, damn, this is going to be amazing and it's loud and it's rocking uh, kid cuddy and king princess are in the front row not getting along <laughs> the guy from queens of the stone age in the front row oh you know josh homie's in the fucking building josh homie was sitting next to julian casablancas and i didn't realize it was casablancas until maybe minute 18 because carolyn was like damn there go julian i was like i swear to god i thought that was josh holmes like security well, friend I mean, bodyguard. julian casablancas looks like he works at crossroads so that's that's <laughs> that's he dresses like he works at crossroads julian casablancas run the crossroads <laughs> like a navy <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is everyone is just like rocking and vibing and it's cool you know there's these models that that are very slender part of the celine game plan yeah celine's bringing it back I would say half the models are walking as if they've been, you know, they have enough nutrition in their body and they're getting enough calories every day. They were kind of hopping with the beat and Mm -hmm. turning left and turning right. And then some of them, it was a little bit, you know, when you see the dog where one of the legs don't work so good Mm -hmm. and it's kind of dragging a little bit, dragging a little bit. There was a couple girls like that. Well, they could have had a big night at the Hollywood Roosevelt, you know, or something before. (laughs) Who knows? Like, I'm not going to blame that on calorie intake. I'm going to blame that on substance abuse. Okay. That's either, just my either guess. Way it works. Either I think way it works. sometimes those two things do go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So they, I don't want have ru- to be one or the other. I don't want to rule out the the lethal combo. Don't sleep on the gray area. Don't sleep, don't Chris. Don't sleep <laughs> on the gray area, bro. So, it, but then you know, and and the song "Hello Operator." Mm-hmm. It's it's just like a rocking song mm-hmm. that you would hear in a Bud Light commercial, but the lyrics are just Jack White screaming "Hello Operator," and then he screams "Find the Canary." Mm-hmm. There's nobody home. There's nobody to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. How you gonna get the money? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that and the, so those five lines. I love are that Cardi B song over and over and over again. And then people started looking around as if like, are we being trolled? Is this really happening? Am mm-hmm. I the only one who is recognizing this? Mm-hmm. And then all the outfits. There, it's a very similar looking collection. There's yeah. not. It's not all over the place. Sure, they kind of stick with one game plan. So as like the ninetieth model comes out with this with the another you know skinny jeans and blazer mm-hmm. and and giant floppy bag over the mm-hmm. elbow and the song's playing again, I'm like, have I already seen this look? Mm-hmm. And, and you and it, it's hypnotizing you in a way that is maybe not as uh, ethereal or powerful. It, it it was hypnotizing me in a dark way, not in a good way. It was like I'm I'm gonna I'm getting hypnotized by this cigarette guy, but he's hypnotizing me to make me smoke more. Yeah, instead of I see. Quit smoking. I see. So so maybe the 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 there were no standouts in the collection because it was all starting to meld together because of the music. There was no dynamic range. 
Mm-hmm. It was all just like, mm-hmm. and then everyone's looking around, and then that's when people start laughing. About halfway through, Josh Hom and and Julian are are busting up. Everyone is laughing. Everyone's looking around like, bro, is this for real? Dad? That's cool. And then the 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 one lyric where he, where Jack White screams, "Find the canary," mm-hmm. then people start screaming that. Like at the after party, I would just I would just scream. <laughs> And then like 10 other people would do it back to me. It's a rallying cry. Yeah, it was like a rally. It's and, a protest. Or like if I or if I would scream find the canary, you know, a a sentence that makes no sense yes. whatsoever. It, d- it doesn't make sense in the song either to be fair. And then I'll have, you know, if if people don't yell it back to me, then two random women will come up to me and like whisper in my ear like Jesus. Oh my god. Um so it wasn't well received by the crowd. I don't know. I mean, I talked to a lot of people about it because it was so interesting to me. Yeah. And there was, I was talking to a girl right afterwards and she had a little bit more of like a 5D brain thought. She was like, there's so like these giant billion dollar companies and LVMHs and the VC companies that own them and then the lizards that own them. It's like these are these are things that are happening to create a viral moment. Yeah. And it's not like, but I don't, nobody else thought that this made sense or believed this theory but she was saying like oh they they intentionally made this bad so everyone would talk about it everyone would tweet about it everyone would post about it i don't think it. they intentionally made it bad but i think they made choices that mm. were uh, i think they made decisions that were intended to make people talk about it yeah whether you know it's like spending 15 million dollars to have three bands play in a <laughs> is like that's that's all that is you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah because i was t- i told you we talked about this before but it's like it's a competition so you can spend the most money for virality and mm-hmm. i'm like okay like celine this is it this is the last time i ever want to hear about it. i've heard about it all fucking week <laughs> i've seen everybody's shitty posts it's over it's done mm-hmm. but like all right so you spent i'm gonna guess at least 10 million dollars let's just be yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. safe at least 10 million dollars yeah <clears throat> and you got a week of you know i'm sure the report you're getting from the PR team is fucking insane. The KPIs are crazy. The mm-hmm. engagement is insane. But like, what the sales looking like, though? How would you spend ten million dollars instead? Do you want I, me to go first? No, I don't think that's. I mean, I don't. I don't. I Hypothetically, would, I would obviously donate it to a museum and get no, the no, black no. wing. You got you. No, you, you work at Celine. They are like, here's a ten million dollar marketing budget. Let's get the most return on our investment oh i don't what think are we I, don't, do? I don't that's the problem i i it depends on what the re, the return on investment can be so many things like are you trying okay. to acquire new customers Ooh. are you trying to just drive what's that cac doing just drive <laughs> are you trying to are you trying to just like raise awareness mm-hmm. you know there's so many different things so they could have been trying to do all of it of course but i think that like i'm sure yeah, they're all they're tr- they're trying to do all trying of to do all of it i just don't know if it, it's like i think that I mean, look, people that really buy designer clothes for the most part, like really buy it, mm-hmm. are like you said, like nineteen-year-old Chinese influencers, mm-hmm. and they want to go to this to party, and they're going to buy the shit no matter what. Yes, because somebody brings it to their house, or they text them pictures of it, mm-hmm. and they have their credit card on file, and then it gets delivered. Like to their this house. hat costs eleven thousand dollars. Do you want it? Yes or no? Yeah. They say yes. Because somebody like up. you or I, even who will occasionally buy a designer piece of clothing, mm-hmm. we're not the like we're not the audience. If I if no. I 
want to buy a Celine blazer, first of all, I'm not Sam Hines, so it won't fit. Mm-hmm. I would go into the store. I'm a little too hippie myself. And do, as well. and do the whole thing, and I would leave. It doesn't matter. This this doesn't matter at all. Like right, this doesn't right, matter right. at all. It's you're, like, you're, you, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm today's the day. I saved up all my money. I'm going to go to the Celine store and buy this blazer. And then you look up in your Instagram. And they're like. They booked Interpol. I hate Interpol. Yeah, or uh, I love Interpol. Like, or either or. Or like, oh, I, 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 I don't like these bands at all. So I'm gonna instead buy a Lanvin blazer. Yeah. But what else? That's they never get? gonna I mean, happen. But they don't have anything else to. It's like, what do you do? Because the performance is obviously like what gets people on Chub. Because it's like the other option is what, like BTS. Like, what are you gonna do? Get <laughs> Ice Spice? Like, what is the, that's like, a, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, what is the other option? Like, the, when you look at like what's really really big and costs this much money, it will cause this much mm-hmm. like uh, this much of a riff a ripple through you know Instagram or whatever. That's it. There's nothing. It's like yeah. No, I guess I, I was I was wondering like, is it a revi- Is it like because it's it sort of seems like somebody is like the same way we were talking about money. From the Sacklers donating it yeah. to the arts or whatever to support these arts and preserve them in a museum. Like this art is mm. so powerful, it should mm. be preserved in this museum. There's a little bit of that similar vibe with, you know, this Iggy Pop and the Strokes yeah. and and blah blah blah. This this is art that needs to be preserved. Yeah. Even though they're still making, you know, they have so much fucking money. It's not a financial thing, but it's more of like people need to see these well i think play. it's also just like a classic case of exactly what you or i would do in this situation which is like i like this i'm gonna book I my think favorite it's cool shit. so i'm gonna fucking do it yeah i don't give a shit which i deeply respect because i do too when i, I, I kind of realized when all these streetwear brands use all their little dusty hip-hop guys mm-hmm. and i'm like that's fucking lame i don't want to see mm-hmm. fucking primo scratching in a shirling coat and then i'm like well, I would probably have Dando scratching in a Sherling coat. So uh-huh. like, it's the same shit. Same, it's same, the exact same thing. Same dust, different broom. Yeah, you just get you get to an age, and people, you know, people our age are now, and I mean, Heidi's obviously older, but in general, like people our age are in these positions of power. So you're mm-hmm. going to use that money to work with people you want to work with, whether it's a photographer, or a stylist, or a band, or a DJ. Like that's what you do. I guess uh, that reminds me of when we had King Princess on, and she was saying like, when I when I finally started making some bucks. I, I didn't want to buy fucking yeah, yachts yeah. and Lamborghinis. I just wanted to buy all the shit from when I was, was a, kid a kid that I exactly thought was cool. The same. Exactly the same. And if like, you're, I can, you're like, this shit was cool when I was a kid. Yeah, I can go, I can fucking get Julian Casablancas to basically play the eight songs that I like, and it's not my money, mm-hmm. and everyone loves it. I mean, I just think it's, I, I think it's also just like, this is so hotly debated among our circle particularly because we lived through it the first time. So I think it feels Mm -hmm. extra pointed at us. I'm in the eye of the storm. Yeah. And I don't care about, it's weird. I don't care about the strokes at all, really. Like, I think they're good, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't, like, I would probably, I don't know. None of that excites me, really. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there's no, what's the other option? Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like, who's that big that (laughs) plays guitars? It's like, Interpol's fucking huge. It's like Interpol and the Strokes are kind of it. Like 1975, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I'm saying like older, like if you want yeah. that nostalgia thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you want to play on that, like MGMT ain't hitting like this. Passion <laughs> Pit ain't hitting like the Strokes. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like what is, what else is there? Maybe it was perfect booking. Yeah, no, I think it was. That's the thing. I th- and people were fucking excited about it. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was the, ho- it was the hottest ticket. It was the most talked about thing I've seen happen in LA since i've lived here for sure and i'm just very happy about it that i had better seats than anyone i know for whatever well reason. You, you know what jason as a so i'm starting to understand the hierarchy of 
where you're seated at yeah. a show, it's very important. I just like that it's very important. As a as even though that it had that seat had absolutely nothing to do with you and your stature, I do appreciate <laughs> that as a Los Angeles nightlife architect and triple OG. Yeah. That whether however it happens, it's happening and that's what matters. <laughs> Speaking of Tuesday night, what's going on Tuesday night? Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing a Cinespace reunion event on Tuesday. Jason is going B2B with a longtime friend of his and friend of the show, uh, Dano, mm-hmm. at a Cinespace reunion not taking place um, no, at Cinespace. No, not the original Cinespace. It's at a venue downtown because I don't think it's open. It's, or at, it's definitely not it's open. It's at a venue downtown, and Jason has un- unfortunately alerted me that he is playing uh, period correct music. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to have to hear Justice for over an hour you're gonna get to here justice for i just hour. hope there's a valet at this place and you go on before midnight i will i can't promise the valet i don't know <laughs> if there'll be a valet <laughs> okay but you can it, it could be an uber night so i i, I don't uber so, uh, in la it takes too long so uh-huh. we have dj them jeans and dano um uffy uffy but i was looking for your co-architect uh steve. pizza impresario steve steven aoki <laughs> Stephen Stephen Aoki and apparently he's he's too busy <laughs> yeah because he's been, I'm going downtown he's going to the moon he's been chosen handpicked yeah. by a billionaire to join him in space yes do you think that Aoki would rather be playing a Cinespace reunion and he felt like he couldn't say no to this guy fuck no okay so you think Aoki is not showing respect? He no. I think if he was in town, he would do it, and he was available, he would definitely come for sure. But he's you know he's often not in town. I mean, he doesn't even live here. Yeah, he's he's he lives in like Las Vegas. He's he's, he's always he's, in Indonesia or something. Yeah, shit. he's um made himself uh you know he's relocated to a tax shelter, which is smart when you're making that kind of bread. Yes, but so he, what yeah, are, he's a tax shelter. Do hive, you have now this music? Um, this awful mm-hmm. awful music. Do you? Mm-hmm have this somewhere or are you going to have to re-download no this? no i have it okay i i I've, I've like maybe five years ago or so i made a playlist of all this music it's like here's an hour of this bullshit and i can mix it with you know my, sure. with my eyes closed hands behind my back i've played it a thousand times and it just okay it is what so it is. which block party remix can I make any special requests? No, I'm, no, no remix of Block Party. I'd play the OGs. Okay, perfect. Because they have a great kind of beat that is is yeah yeah yeah. It, high it doesn't it doesn't need to be remixed. If you okay, ask me. good to know. Um, all right. Well, I can't wait personally. I mean, I can wait, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. go. It'll be a it'll be. I don't know. It's one of those weird things where like, as a person who doesn't DJ anymore, when somebody's like, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" and I'll be like, "Yes, as long as you give me thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah. we'll do it." And if they're I but I feel like I have a little bit of a duty yeah. to perform at this thing yeah, because sure. it's like a part of my life. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't no, do it the, for the it's money. The, I understand. But not it's also wanting, like a bit like someone's getting paid off of this. I understand not wanting to do it. <laughs> but I also think that you're right. It's the right thing to do. And it'll probably be fun. It's fine. My yeah. question is, though, are people our age going to um, <clears throat> try to shove their. Uh, new bodies uh-huh. into their gold LeMay American apparel. Their old shut- bodies, you mean? In shutter shades? Or do you I don't think, think people so. are just going to look normal? I think people are going to look normal. There'll probably be a handful of folks who are dusting off the fucking neon and shit. But yeah, okay. I don't I, know. I mean, maybe... I Actually, I need to pull... 
no. a vintage piece of some sort. I'll, I can, if we go on Etsy right now, I bet we can find a purple zip up hoodie. I mean, I have, I have like a Rubbermaid bin of, oh. of a few, dude, dude. a few grails. How many, era. how many Ed it's, Banger t-shirts do two. you? An Ed Banger t-shirt, honestly, would be tasteful. I threw a lot of it away. An Ed, an Ed Banger. But I, I, also, I have vintage them jeans t-shirts like the, oh, yeah. like that. Dude, wearing your I, own shirt? I'll probably wear. I'll just wear the suit with my own shirt. Wearing a suit, with another fierce look. I would love to see you in the Somi Illustrated Ed Banger, but bro, I've had I had so many of those. God damn it! And they're probably <laughs> worth. You know, it's like yeah, it, some weird like puffy paint, hysteric glamour collab yeah. thingy. That's you know, I guess it's probably not worth anything now. No, but you never know. There's fans of everything. Well, I can't wait. Um, yeah, and I wait on it. I did want to speak about music a little bit, and I alluded to this earlier, mm-hmm. um, but I've been listening to this SZA album that everyone is rock hard for, mm-hmm. but something happened to me today that sent me over the edge, <laughs> and I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast, Okay, and there's a white guy. Damn, fucking dogs. There's a white guy yeah. on the podcast who's like an engineer named Parks parks yeah he's a big name? guy he's like your height yeah okay and Parks said sizza this is kind of giving cat power and i was like do wait not. a guy on the joe yes Biden exactly podcast he is he is white like, he is white he i know white. but how does that happen it gets worse okay they start comparing this mid sizza album to cat power an absolute legend in the game mm-hmm. then joe budden plays mazzy star Oh shit! And is like, I be rocking with this white, this white girl shit. This is fire. SZA sounds like this, and I'm like, this is not what SZA sounds so like. So Joe Budden knew who Mazzy Star was. I don't think he knew who shit? Mazzy Star was. I think he just knew that song. I think he uh, knows okay, Fade okay. Into You because yeah. it's like a huge hit. Yeah, but I it was, was just, it was of the time. I was just thrown into an absolute downward spiral. No Trent. This was a worlds collide. It situation. was a worlds collide because I was like, is that a Power Man Five Thousand song? I got to maybe that could be the end. But so these guys are literally saying that this that like you don't understand the level of storytelling on this album. It's twenty three tracks. It's beautiful. It takes you through her break. I'm like, yeah, but there's no songs. It's why fucking- don't you give Joe Buttons the benefit of the doubt? He he is your conduit to this world. He let him guide you. No, I I've listened. Let him keep your. Gate. I've listened to the extremely long SZA album twice because I I love her voice. I think she has such a beautiful voice. Yeah, and I like what her a song. cutie too. She's got some songs. She's got some slaps in the mm-hmm. like over the years in but the it, archives. But it's just the same. It's it's front. It's background music. It's the same thing. And I I just don't. It's honestly starting to affect my psyche. Because I'm like, am I crazy? No, like, you're just like, old. I, it's just the the style of the song has changed. But it's not about a style of a song because any style of song can be a hit. Like, can have like a big chorus and feel good. Yeah, any any song can be a hit and have a big chorus and feel good. But also, if if something is just in a style that you particularly don't care for, it's a non-starter. And and so many of. But if you listen to if you listen to if we're comparing this if we give this like. Okay, like Erica Badu or Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Those are fucking hits. Yes. Those are unbelievable kind of song. Or if you go Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, unbelievable, time tested, insane songs. Mm-hmm. These scissor songs, forgettable. That's because they're different styles of songs. They are, but are they? One yes. And I'll, I'll what, give you I'll give it, you an example. Isn't the same intention though? Um similar, yes, yeah, similar, no. But like 
So you have like a Lauren Hill song and it's, you know, she, a lot of her songwriting style and her flow and delivery is in a doo-woppy kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And there's an angle and, and your brain from that era when you were born, that works well for you. You understand it. You put a square peg in a square box and, and it's all good. And then young people, they're, they're, you know, they're listening to weird shit and they're on different social media platforms and they're talking differently. They're using different slang and they're singing songs differently. Like a SZA song is like, I just think it's funny that <laughs> and that's why you're so crazy. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. And yeah, but it's so not. you're like listening to it and like the beat sounds the same. You can understand yeah, how the production like, is good. It sounds expensive. The production is good, good. but it's yeah. just like she happens to sing in this the same way Kendrick is just like or like Eminem. It's like Eminem is the best rapper alive. The way that he raps, nobody thinks it's fun to listen to. So most people are like, eh, I'm good. No, of course. But Eminem's, I, yeah, no, I agree. But if you're like an 18-year-old Urban Outfitters shopper, the way that SZA song sounds good to your but, brand. But I'm because not that's how you talk. I think it sounds good. like Because it, it does. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because her voice is nice, the production. It sounds good. My point is that the fact that people are making 23 song albums mm-hmm. that don't have a single song that that i'm or maybe one song out of 23 that i'm mm-hmm. like oh this fucking slaps like that steve lacy record i don't like that record but when i heard when he played it for me in his car a demo of bad habit i was like this is a fucking smash mm-hmm. this is a smash like mm-hmm. i just don't like i don't i don't understand how you can how people i, I don't know it's like it, it doesn't matter the genre it doesn't matter the artist mm-hmm. like there is kind of like a a through line of like if it's if you got it you got it yeah, I, well, that's what I'm saying. But now the, the, we've sort of moved away from you have the here's the album, here's the single. If it doesn't have a smash on it, there's no point in releasing it. Versus like, sure, here's our body of work. You know, like uh, like the Turnstile album, for example. Yeah. Like here's an album. There's a theme. There's like skits and and like different interludes in between, and it all has a flow to it. But there's no smash hit single. Yeah, there, there's like a few songs that stand out a little bit more than the others, but People are appreciating it as a body supposed of work. To, supposed to be like an underground, like hardcore band, and it just happened to cross over. Sis is like a pop star, like that's the deal. She's like a soup. She's very famous. Mm-hmm. She's associated with other very famous people. I'm not saying that we need to put those. I guess it's not like unnecessary expectations. I just mm-hmm. think that when you're at that level, I'm expecting to hear. Maybe it's it's on me, obviously. But it I'm is like, on I'm, you. I'm expecting to be like. All right, well, where are the fucking songs then? All right, you got some. <laughs> so you gave me 23 vibes. Like, oh, cool, but that's not what the promise was from consumer. Well, we've we're we're in a post song. We're a post song. Post song world and we're, it is more about the vibes. It is more about the vibes and it just it, And that's going to be hard for your little peanut brain to wrap it. It really around. does. It crushes my spirit as a <laughs> long-time music Like a walnut as a longtime music lover, it really does crush my spirit because I want to be excited about this because I'm like, I want, I'm like, I I've want- got the solution for you, Chris. There's a genre of music <laughs> that I've been loving for decades Uh-oh. where having a smash is paramount still. It's called EDM. Oh, okay. All right. So, so you're saying, so I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I have my MacBook Pro here. There's thousands and thousands so of you, MP3s you're saying on that, here. You're saying that if I just put on the Swedish House Mafia, all my problems will be solved? No, no, not not just any Swedish House Mafia song. Certain, certain. Okay, but you can you can listen to a Swedish House Mafia song, and here's here's the songs that are like mm-hmm. sure, but they got the one. And then that one, two, and song eight, 
that's the one. So, and it, because it, you have to make a decision. I have all these songs on my laptop. Yeah. I'm going to go DJ for an hour. I can only play, you know, 20 songs mm-hmm. or something. I'm, so it makes the decision so easy. It's like, oh, I'm only going to play the hits. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's I, it. And you ha- so you have to have a hit or else no one's no going to play, play it. No, no, I, I just I, I find this particularly interesting because I want I, I usually don't want to like something. EDM's been sitting here this whole time, sweetie. <laughs> Your mistress. She come sit on my lap for a while. But I, I want I really I guess it's because I really wanted to like this because I think she's like a singular talent. And I was just like, damn, this is mid as fuck. singular because the only thing she doing is singing that that's all i mean and the lyrics are crazy but it's the lyrics are laughably like generational in a way that i'm like this is amazing this is literally like your tech it's like the way people text yeah you know which is genius it's genius because that's speaking directly to her like generation so i think that's like Mm -hmm. it's brilliant you think funny you think it's genius and funny but it's not making you come back no, I'll never listen, to, I'll never listen to this again. But I think it's all smart, and it's it's mm-hmm. also this is what they're talking about on Joe Budden, which I thought was interesting. Is that like you say when you wait six years to put out a record, mm-hmm. it's giving your like basically everyone's like it's mid or they're like this is the best thing in the fucking it's like, world. It's on some Avatar two shit. Exactly. There's no in between. Like this know? is all you have to do is make the best movie ever made. Yeah, exactly. And it's exactly. going to be everything's going to work out just right. <laughs> Look, it's going to be great. And, and reports are coming in that he literally has done that. I'm I won't I wouldn't know. I haven't seen the first one. I won't be seeing the second the review, one. I mean, I saw the first one. I, nobody remembers it. It was what twenty years because ago? because you were high or because it was no, so long it ago. came out in like 1991 or sure. no no 2001. I don't fucking know. It came out a long time ago. Never saw, it, but re- like the the people who have seen like a few of the critics are just starting to see it, and they're like, "Fuck me, he really did do it." Damn, like he actually did make the best. Cameron movie did of- done did it. Yeah, he he fucked around and made that movie. <laughs> he put his whole foot in that motherfucking Avatar two sequel, which is so cool. It is cool. I think it's so cool that somebody's like, because it's like, oh, he has to make two two billion at the box office to break even on yeah. this film, and I see that headline on Dredgy, and I'm like, bro. This Paramount Studio is going to go out of business. This is cool. Like yeah, I don't want to see. Mean, I don't want to see a global disaster, but it's still kind of fun to watch. You yeah, know? of course. You want to drive yeah. by the car accident on the freeway, but he might actually. No, do he it. might. He might do it if a movie. If a movie. If there's any movie <laughs> that comes out that stays in theaters longer for a, longer than a week before it goes on streaming, he could do it. I will see it when I, when I see the preview for the whale, and I'm like, bruh. I, I will watch this on any screen except a movie screen. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't mean. have to be. I mean, Avatar 2 and that little blue bitch demands, little Jar Jar Binks looking ass Will demands. you go see Avi 2 with me? Fuck. It's no. only three hours and eight minutes. Bro, I would rather die. Honestly, that is my nightmare. But also, James Cameron, they're like, what do you what do you think about everyone saying, like, this movie's over three hours. Yeah. The fuck is you doing? And he was like, my kids watch eight hours of streaming television every day. No, he's right. And he, And then he said, like, I don't give a fuck. If you have to go pee, go pee, come back. Movie's still on. <laughs> Suck my dick. Look, and I'm like, wa- this is all cool. I'll watch eight hours of Winter House and buy it on Amazon Prime. I ain't watching. Is that a Korean drama? No, 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 no. It's not. It's a. It's another reality show that brings together members of the Bravo Bravo celebrities together in a ski house in Vermont, and they drink and fuck. See the okay. I mean, the, you want to be on it. The description. You don't watch it. The description and premise is good, but I just hate. You know, in in my short lifetime. Com- not that short but compared go ahead. to the eons of human existence of on course, planet Earth. of course yes of course in that case yes it is a short in this tense i am very old uh <laughs> weeks to live 
but you you would hear and see titles of things, movies and TV shows. You're like, that's interesting. Yes. You know, this show is called blah, blah, blah. One of those movies. So you're saying Winter House is too and, and, simple and, for you? And then you watch like an idiocracy movie and it's like, what's, the, you know, instead of Budweiser, it's like beer drink. Yeah. And like, let's go to movie place. And, you know, Winter House. It, Sounds it, like that. Like it's just made for cavemen. Trust brands. me, everybody that, that listens to this podcast that watches Winter House is happy for this visibility because they know it's a classic. I'm sure it's a classic, this is, but this is let's one have of, a better name. No, the name I is... I hate appealing to the no, lowest I, common I love denominator. the simplicity of the name, the directness of the name. This is the problem. We, we over-describe things, and something simple, pared down, may be, the, may be the best answer. I disagree because if I didn't... If you didn't tell me what winter house was about i would have no idea i would assume that it's like a rom-com okay like what Hallmark does white lotus Christmas sound movie? like to you it sounds like a fucking spa where i get my foot rub for 40 bucks but that's not what it is is it it's it's a about a luxury resort that i'm sure does have a spa on it <laughs> but uh, but the, you you're making my point where it's like oh this show's called white lotus and you're like i'm interested like what is that about it could be about so many things but winter house it just sounds like I see. You're saying it's you know, too. It sounds like they asked a three year old to name a movie about skiing or whatever. You know, it's like okay. Well, there is they do ski and snowboard as well, but it's always under the influence of alcohol and drugs. But I, yeah, which is uh, you keep telling Again, me what you're, happens you're, on the show, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, there's there's so many cool things yeah. to name this show. There's even a guy Winter named House. Craig on it, so that's not. I know you like well, that. Craig doesn't move the chains <laughs> as much as the other stuff. I'm sure he's a great guy, but just have a little. <laughs> You know, as we continue to get dumber and dumber, I, no, but there is. Please this, just name no, this stuff season, less. They have dumb. introduced an Asian female character. TJ coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but if if love and romance and sex and uh, and winter action sports are involved in there, throw a few of these adjectives in there. Winter house is what I live in a house and it's winter. Okay, so maybe if it was just drunk winter house or or like snowboard winter house or like hookup winter house that mm -hmm. that's better for you yeah hpv okay. jingle bell rock <laughs> snow toppy in the snow yeah okay pro, pro choice you snowboard. Know <laughs> you know what i like about it the most is that they like the, it's first of all these shows it's like they're in this house for like two weeks. It's not like they're there for a long time. It's literally like a vacation. They don't even unpack their suitcase. Yeah, they, really. no, they do. They, they bring so much stuff. Uh -huh. And the, every shot where they're leaving the house. I can already tell the rest of the shows about Winter House. There's 15. No, no, no. There's like 15 Amazon boxes in front of the house. Like, what are you ordering here for two weeks? <laughs> so, but my point, they, they just like, they do a lot of. I need my body pillow. Themed nights. Like they do a lot of costumery, which I know you love. And they do a lot of like dressing up. They're like, all right, tonight's this night. Tonight's that night. And they just get wasted in this house and they live like absolute shit and wear costumes. Mm -hmm. I think actually now that I'm talking this out, the Amazon boxes are like wigs and shit. See, and this, this okay, now I'm, now I'm losing it because you know when you go to a wedding yeah. and they're like, here's our photo booth. You're wearing a tuxedo. It's you're that, wearing a ball that, gown. It's that. You both look the most beautiful you're ever going to look today. We'll take a nice photo of you and everything will look great. And then now at some point they're like, you have to wear this glasses and this, you wear a boa. Here's a you fake a mustache for your chick. And here's it, do, fake, it do be it's, like it's that. It's the same thing as that, which that nothing angers me more than that. But what about, um, what about cornhole? I mean, at least cornhole involves a little skill and that's right. Cornhole is only used with, if it's like you and your girlfriend's 
husband that you don't get along with and don't have much in common. You pull down a Lagunitas, crack one for him. You throw because you need you need an activity. Oh, you're saying your chick's friend's husband. Your your no 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 your your chick's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your chick's friend's husband. Okay, that's right. That's and you're right. like, we don't really have much in common, but like her, her and her friend, they grew up together. They're so close. They're gonna sit on two chairs and they're gonna catch up and mm. they're gonna have a wonderful convo. They're having a nice dry Sauvignon Blanc, and you and fucking Craig and I, you and you and Craig are gonna gonna get two. I'm gonna go over to the Yeti, pull, <laughs> pull out, out a couple, pull out a couple of couple two racer IPAs, couple of logs. A, let me get two Sun Junes. <laughs> Couple sun dreams. Support those guys. Diplo needs the cash. Get a couple. You you okay with the uh, the raspberry rose hip watermelon? Com- you want that one? Okay, two of the. Let me get two of those. And um, this you- one's Meyer lemon Sherville rose water. Or do you want? What's your what's my ice cube story? I'm glad you asked. Um, winter grape, of course. No. Okay, so you you crack a couple of those. Okay. You hand him one. And then and then you start you start throwing some start. corn. And you're like, hey, you, you see the bucks last night? Yeah, you do your best. Sports. My bucks got fucking. Best, yeah. Luckily, I I hope you wore your right because sometimes you wear jeans and stuff. But I bet I bet Craig's got his Vuori kind <laughs> of. They look like slacks. They're so they're, comfy, but they're actually it's crazy. <laughs> they're cozy vibes. It's crazy. You could like work out in them. It's crazy. And then afterwards, <laughs> go straight to drinks. Yeah, <laughs> straight from from the office to cocktails. <laughs> Here, fix your mic cable. I think I or plug it back in a little bit. It had a little stick. <laughs> you know what's crazy about these pants? Uh, just like my Allbirds, I, I can wear them. I can cornhole with my with the boys and uh-huh. then go right to work. If if I'm doing an indoor cornhole, then yeah, I can go straight. I will straight say, to work. I, if it's an outdoor corner, I have to pull up my Jason Mark and just give a little <laughs> scrubby. I got to clean up. I got to clean up the Allbirds. But I will say, on Winter House, because of the the chimp temperatures in Vermont, the cornhole is indoors. Okay. So the brewery that they frequent (laughs) Mm -hmm. offers a cornhole facility because it's so, it's like an airplane hangar. It's huge out there. So, like, what are we going to do tonight as we get filmed and make $17,000? They're they're not making very much money. (laughs) They look like absolute shit. And one of them, Craig and his chick, have a mini fridge in their room, which makes me feel like they're really alcoholics. Uh, Yeah. What do we have in the cellar tonight, Ben? (laughs) Um, Yeah. What else is going on? We, uh, yeah, uh, the only thing on my notes are when I was at the Celine party, I saw Beck drinking a liquid death, and for, I was I was so fucked up, and I saw Beck coming down the staircase with a liquid death, and I the only thing I knew instinctually, I didn't even think about, it, I just pull up my phone and write down Beck drinking. I mean, a liquid look, that's death probably all that, they, that was the most depressing thing. That's for me probably to all see. they had to offer. You you don't think he brought his own or requested a liquid death? No no no. He definitely got one at the bar. He's probably sober though. I guess no. He's not sober. I don't know. He seems like he would be, but also he's a scientist. It's so it's so weird because like you and I are huge fans of like Sea Change, one of the one of the most the, classic. The Beck album for what's probably been twenty years now, mm-hmm. but it's like this breakup record. If you've never heard it, it's like this acoustic record of slow, sad breakup songs. It's an amazing album. It's amazing. really good. And I hold him up on such a pedestal after hearing a lot of his music that I like. And then you see him at like some chick's house party mm-hmm. and at the Celine thing and blah, blah, blah. And I want him. I just want to like make fun of him, you know, like he's an older, successful, amazing musician that I've looked up to. And I, I was I just want to fuck with them. I was like, oh, Beck, you should pick up. There's a Hetty laid out some instruments. Uh-huh. There's a downstairs area where like the cool kids could 
jam just kind of express themselves <laughs> this is a nightmare they set up like a synth like a moog synth with all these knobs and did shit. people play it and then they set up uh a, a, like a i think it was like a les paul with an amp couple distortion pedals or whatever and there was lines of people waiting to play it so there's like a couple kids who are just like playing on the synth and being like and everyone is standing around them and they're wearing their like outfits what like their costumes ni- what and shit. what a nightmare and then a person will pick up the guitar and be like and everyone's watching i met this uh this this dude some like model guy with long asian dude with long hair cool looking guitar bro whatever he picked up the guitar and played adele um beautifully like he did an amazing solo yeah like like slash playing adele you know and i was like bro that was a good job and then you know he'll hand the guitar off to the next person who's like you know like just blowing it that's but anyways all that is to say i'm talking to back because we were hanging out with gustav gustav was was shredding and shit and they were like, oh, this is, you know, have you met Beck? This is Beck. And I was like, yeah, what's up, Beck? And I was like, Beck, you got to pick up that guitar. It's a chicks love it when you play music and get laid. He's like, hasn't worked for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Beck's funny. Mm-hmm. I fuck with that. That's good. Even though Beck is definitely lying about that. Oh, Beck is, bro. Beck's, I bet he's got, you got to hang his jersey in Los Feliz somewhere. No, hang his jersey on Raya because oh, he's a legendary. I don't know who. I don't know a chick who hasn't. It's cool because he. It's cool because he's got auntie face now, and he's still (laughs) he's still be poking. He got auntie face. He he do. He's rounded out. Like if you're sitting behind back at the Celine show and you see that hair, you're like, oh damn, there go. What's her name? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns around, you're like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> that happened to me a few times where I was sitting behind people because there were so many like indie rock revival yeah, like people with like feathered and teased hair, like, like it was Motley oh. Crew. And I'd be like, I'm I'm six nine and I can't see over your fucking hair, your hair story. Oh. And it's just like some forty eight year old dude who's just like, yeah, man. I'm so glad this party is over. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm so glad this for for not only for real life but also for IG. The one good part I got to build with Mel Ottenberg legend and i was it was so funny because afterward like my girlfriend is a stylist and she was there with like 10 of her stylist friends obviously and they're and i was talking to mel and then they're like um i'm sorry what <laughs> you know like obviously like they've been they've been a fan of mel they're since like they were kids you know i thought you were straight and i was like oh yeah mel was just saying and they're like no no <laughs> can't, can't do that you know he he, he um <laughs> It's interesting you bring him up because I was talking about him yesterday as well because he's in the new issue of Apartamento and his oh, yeah. uh, the legendary uh, Jim Walrod like who passed away did his apartment and he's got this mm-hmm. like bedroom that's like gray carpet like on the wall like it's like a sex bedroom yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really something it's really I don't sleep here I put in work here it's I th- I think he does all of the above mm-hmm. but I, it was a, it's a very impressive commitment to living. Absolutely. In a way that, like, I can't. Is there a drain in the floor? There might be, but it mm-hmm. could be covered in the photos. Sure. But I just find I find the whole apartment. He's just such a interesting guy with like great taste. But I think that like people that really commit to that, like the commitment mm-hmm. to living like that, mm-hmm. is always very impressive to me. I I agree one thousand percent, and I admire it from afar because I'll never be there. Yeah, same, same. And I, I mean, you'll never be there. I really will never be there. But when I was talking to him. It was it was such a like a, a, a 
contrasting environment talking to him versus talking to everyone else like you'll finish the show and talk to some you know a couple dumbass young people and this mm-hmm. person's an actor and this person's a musician and they're all just like mm, they just sound stupid yes they don't really know how to conduct themselves mm-hmm. in the social setting they don't have elegance and and po- you know all that stuff and you talk to mel and he's been doing this for years he's been socializing at fashion shows and and the way that he speaks is just so like nobody does that anymore. He's an old broad, you know. He's an old broad, but I, like I just love it so much because you know he'll you'll talk to him and he'll he'll be really kind to you. He'll give you this eye contact mm-hmm. and he'll give you attention. He'll make you feel special. Adult shit. Adult shit that you rarely see, and it's just so charming and so amazing to see. And then it's because he knows like. You're you're excited to talk to me because I'm a legend mm-hmm. and I'm going to you deliver. Know, I, yeah, I could yeah. either just be kind of a little cunt and just say I got to go or I could, you know, do, this. do that thing where th- for 30 seconds I do something that I don't want to do as a gift to you mm-hmm. just because that's how I grew up and that's how I was raised and I'll lean into your ear and whisper you a little secret of like, don't tell anyone, but this is what I really thought about this and this and I would have changed this and like he'll never say it and he'll no one will ever know and he'll give you a little nugget of information and like Mel told me a little thing mm-hmm. and you blink and he's you know being whisked off with Kim Gordon or something like so that. So did you jerk or suck? What was the We'll find out on the next episode <laughs> of How Long Gone. <laughs> uh, did he jerk? Did he suck? Did he jerk and suck? Oh, not the combo. Um but yeah, we uh, this week we're going to be heading up to the frosty Pacific Northwest of Seattle. There's uh, I, I think the tickets are pretty much yeah. There's a few tickets left. Gone, yeah. but I think there's there's we'll still going to be a few. We'll see you on Thursday night, Seattle. Um, we're going to a restaurant that is frequented by a friend of the show, Jeff Bezos, uh, which mm. we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. My friend Brendan that lives there, who owns a uh, cool wine store, is going to be bringing you some gifts. Yeah, there's a few Seattle listeners who have sent me messages of just like indica or sativa. You mm. want pre-roll? You want flour? Mm. You know, do you want coke? Do you want money? Mm. If you're listening to this from Sub Pop Records, let me know. I'd love to come by the warehouse, <laughs> kind of grab some vinyl. Chris is a vinyl junkie. He I'm a vinyl junkie. Well, Vi- they have a store at the airport, so you don't really I know, have to honestly, go to the warehouse. Honestly, the Sub Pop store at the airport is so fucking cool. It's so cool that they have a store at the airport. Yeah, it's one of those things where I would argue that it's not cool, but also when you put yourself in the shoes of Sub Pop and they're like, hey, uh, here's the, how much money we'll give you to have a store at yeah. the airport. And you're like, yeah. It's funny. It's just funny and cool. I don't cool. make money selling music. So like the better. fact that I can go buy some like dumb <laughs> like indie rock record at the airport. And to is, be that synonymous with the city. Yeah, it is for sure. Where millions of people. I love from. Seattle. I can't wait to go. I'm really excited. Seattle is where all the fun and funny people in San Francisco, they tipped the earth a little bit and they all went to Seattle. Oh, I didn't know that. That's just my observation. You know, only because when we were in San Francisco versus, you know, and then well, Seattle. Because the San Francisco, day. there's not a single person that uh, has a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, so. so all those people left and they either went to oakland and berkeley mm-hmm. or they went to seattle i guess yeah that, they, that they, they went to portland at first and they're like Mm-mm. they were like no there's there's still needs a little work <laughs> i got robbed again i mean and <laughs> i got robbed again any city that has just that huge thing you know like san francisco has the tech industry yeah portland had like nike is so big in portland yeah for sure that it puts a stain 
all over no, the city I mean, in terms of yeah, culture no, 100%. and brainwashing. It, it, it informs like everything. You're right. And that's thank God that's what Amazon has done for Seattle. And, you know, if all these stadiums are being renamed by corporations, mm -hmm. how long until cities in America are just is, until Portland, Oregon is just changed to Nike, Nike. Oregon? <laughs> That'd be so sick. Where you guys going? Oh, we're doing a show in um, Sub Pop, Washington. It's going to be sick. Like we we laugh now. I, we in laugh. Our, in our lifetime, there this, will be Beaverton will become Nike, Oregon. Yeah, they're definitely working on the it. The Beavers are going to be pissed, but we'll work through it. We'll we'll deal with beaver representation later. But you know that this is like when I was growing up, there'd be people in my high school, and if they had a long enough driveway, you get to name it as a street. Oh, shit. So if your driveway is like whatever, a mile long, you, you get to name it. Yeah. And they would like name it after the daughter. So like the daughter that I would be in high school with. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, go to my house, take a ride on fucking Amy Street, you mm -hmm. know, or Amy Court or whatever. Take a ride on Shailene. Exactly. So Carter it's, Court. I'm I, yeah, exactly. I'm on get down here, Carter. <laughs> Belt coach. <laughs> uh yeah. So Seattle, Seattle gone people, please come out. It'll be fun. Uh we, Yeah, we can't we, wait. It's yeah, the, it's the we, final how long gone performance of the year before we announce some um overseas business mm -hmm. on the coming weeks. We did a uh photo shoot yesterday um with a uh, friend of the show, Jack Bull. Um and mm -hmm. uh and shout out to Jack and his partner for giving us some great teas. Yeah, I'm about to brew up, bro. Shout out to our flowerhead family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, how long gone? Um, we'll see you this week, obviously on the airwaves with more fantastic podcasts with legendary, hilarious, insightful guests, and also a live performance in beautiful Seattle, Madam Lou's on December the fifteenth. Uh yeah, get your tickets where you get tickets and um And thank you to P and Davide for hosting us for their holiday prayer last night. Oh, I, I yeah, you that. know what? Before we go, I did have a run in at P and Davide's holiday party last night with mm -hmm. them. One of my kind of competitors, Chris Pratt, no, Chris Pine. It was another Hollywood Chris. Okay, um, and I don't, I don't think it's fair to talk about it. Okay, um, on this show. <laughs> Why but, do you have beef with Chris Pine? Oh, I don't have beef with him. I just, I'm going as the person who's vying for the number one Hollywood Chris spot. Mm -hmm. Any other Hollywood Chris, I have to step on to get to the top. Yeah. Unfortunately, this Hollywood Chris was wearing a great double-breasted blazer last night, mm -hmm. uh, which did make me feel inadequate. He's a sober king as well, right? He's he, a sober Chris. He was drinking a uh, Gia and Soda tall boy. Oh, highball! He was he was mixing it up. It was it was Gia plastic. and Soda making a double. Yeah, making a double. But so I didn't. Which I, then it appears that you're drinking kind of like the pink drink at Starbucks. Exactly. I did chop it up with him a bit, but I didn't want to kind of get into the competition portion mm -hmm. of the discussion kept it chill for the holidays so i'll have to, I'll have to hopefully we're in the same room again soon thanks to p and david that that was a fucking party yeah poor, it was the poor keta from evan Fung funke i saw oh, bro man. i walked so david walked me in the back because i was like bro i can't wait in line for water he took me into the back of the kitchen to get the mountain valley from the glass bottle of Very course cool. gave me a glass cup Bro, I thought I was going to be like, what's up, funk man? That motherfucker was in the zone. I didn't want to be around him. No, no, no. He he, he I, was going Bourdain mode. I walked in the kitchen and I I put my hat on and I immediately put it back on or took it off, put it right back on, turned around and left. Yeah. The energy was not giving. No, the funk man. But I say, come on I, down, brother. I want to say something too about that arugula salad. That arugula was wild as hell. It was wild, literally and figuratively. I would have to cut pieces of arugula in half to eat them. That's Delicious. the beauty of arugula. If you have a big one, mm -hmm. use your hands. 
I should have kind of shovel it, it didn't in seem there. like that kind of a, an event but I shout out to the homie Pedro DJ Pedro was using his hands a little bit was he yeah, he's, uh, he's oh. from a different country <laughs> <laughs> DJ Pedro is built different. Yes, in more ways than one. I like I like a little salad with a hand every once in a while. I think it's I, I mean it seemed like a great delivery vehicle for that particular salad. But that that fucking, Adrian Ho's sister on Mind Your Manners would say otherwise. That fucking bro, that fucking focaccia though, on God, mm-hmm. there's maybe nothing better. It's fucked up. It's bro. so fucked up. Tastes People like, like you're eating bread. I'm like, bro, this is the bread. When this, in Roma, this is the bread. Yeah, when in Roma, exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a good party, mm-hmm. and you guys didn't even get too drunk. Oh, thank God, I couldn't. I couldn't do another Herculean. He also looked great in a festive. She looks stunning P- in LPA. Pia was doing red, which I personally shy away from, and yeah. strapless. I can't do red and strapless. I got to pick one. <laughs> but it was it was really her and Davide really looked like they were welcoming us in for some holiday cheer. And uh, and then shout out to Kenneth Beats and. Uh, Benny Blanco. Who else from the pod was there? Yeah, Kenneth Beats, Blanco. Uh, Uncle Paulie's babysitter canceled. Oh, interesting. So he was unable to make it. That was that's source. That's Al Wilmot calling him okay. out, of yeah. course. Yeah, who else? I mean, I, there was plenty of there was plenty of pod yeah. friends. I'm sure. Yeah, thank you to the guys. Holiday season is tough. I, I got to go to Oberg's house tonight to watch the the finale of White Lotus. She'll be serving some kind of Greek and Mediterranean offerings. You're okay. So I've been tasked to bring the dill. You're that much of a loser that you're going. You're you're that old. You're, I'm that much of a loser who's going to go to a house in Beverly Hills and to watch a, a TV feast. program. You you get so mad about people talking about TV, but then you participate in this culture that you say you hate. Look, this is this is out of my wheelhouse to do a group TV watching. It's not something that I enjoy watching doing. TV in groups, much like traveling in groups. Weird. I went the I went to the finale of Game of Thrones at Eric Warheim's house. They watched it inside of the pool, which was a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. He has a projector on a wall, mm-hmm. and everyone was in the pool and watching it. I didn't watch it, but still, you can know you can mingle, have some wood fire pizza, whatever. I would. I normally prefer to watch White Lotus on my couch, high as a motherfucker. Yeah, maybe a nice glass of La Croix, of course. And then I'm like, damn, what do you think's gonna happen, bro? What do you think is gonna happen? Well, I'm gonna try to take the day off the internet tomorrow. Um, I'll obviously fail, but uh, yeah, you will. Have fun with your Mediterranean menu. I will be um, hopefully able to watch the newest episode of Southern Hospitality that did drop this week. This is a big TV episode. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Later. Bye-bye.